Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. Well, well, welcome back to another episode of Fiercely Parenting. I'm back with my special guest host, Dr. Yug Varma. Dr. Varma has received his scientific training at several distinguished academic institutions, including John Hopkins University, where he received his PhD, as well as the University of California, San Francisco. His scientific work has been published in many prestigious journals, including nature. And it's a privilege to have him here on the show because he's going to talk to us more about acne. Dr. Varma, welcome again. Thanks, Dan. Nice to be here. You know, I kind of want to continue a little bit uh, where we left off. And, uh, you know, I hear a lot about pre, pro, and postbiotics. It kind of gets to be a little bit confusing. Uh, help my parents out. What do all these terms mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so pre-pro and postbiotics are, are most often sort of found in products with our, which are associated with the gut bacteria, right? You have a ton of bacteria in our gut. Um, research is showing just how important they are. Um, and this importance comes out, especially when you have diseases like IBD, IBS, Crohn's, C. diff, you know, many others. Um, <clears throat> and there are many other chronic inflammatory conditions, um, including neurological conditions now that are affected by the gut microbiome. So there's a bunch of bacteria in our gut, let's say, right? Um, and we know that now that there are some good bacteria and bad bacteria, uh, we want to encourage the good bacteria and we want to discourage as much as we can or control the, the growth of the bad bacteria. So why are the good bacteria good? It's because when they are happy and thriving in our gut, they produce certain molecules and share them with us. And that makes us happy, our system happy, right? Okay. Um, and so, you know, one class of molecules that they make that our gut loves is short chain fatty acids like, you know, butyrate and propionate. Um, and that nourishes our, it's like food for our intestinal cells. So that's just one type of uh, molecule, but there are many, many other molecules, some which we know about, some which I'm sure we don't, right? Because we don't have the full picture and we're still studying it. So that's why we want the good bacteria. We want them to flourish in our gut so that they produce these happy molecules, right? So one way to do this is to encourage the growth of pre-existing bacteria, right? When you say, well, I think I have good bacteria already in my gut, but they need a boost. They need a boost over the other bacteria to grow bigger so that they can be happier. 
So that's when you use prebiotics, which are certain foods and substances, right, that encourage the growth of a certain subset of bacteria over others, right? Okay. So it's kind of like giving spinach to Popeye. I'm sure you give spinach <laughs> to other one, you know, they won't pump up their muscles, but we give it a Popeye, man, that guy will go. So, <laughs> so prebiotics are certain substances that you take that encourage the growth of certain strains of bacteria. Of course, the underlying uh, assumption is that you already have those bacteria, right? If you didn't have those bacteria, then you need to get those bacteria in, right? So that brings us to number two, which is probiotics, stuff that we've been using for millennia, right? Now, probiotics are good bacteria that we know work well with our system. They make our system happy. They produce those happy molecules. So we say... Um, oh, I don't know if I have these bacteria in my gut or not. I'm just going to take these bacteria and seed my gut with them. Um, and so probiotics usually include sort of a group of lactic acid bacteria. They're usually fermented in yogurt and naturally fermented foods. So okay. lactobacillus, bifidobacteria, some pediococcus, um, and, and just generally that family. Um, you get it from yogurt, from kefir, from fermented dairy products. You get it from sauerkraut and kimchi and, you know, all of those kind of um, there. I think every culture has its own fermented right. beverage or product. Well, Doc, you know, how would you classify your product? Is it pre, pro or post? So our product is quite unique because... Okay. Formally, you could classify it as a probiotic, but uh, we actually don't use it as or, or we don't sort of tend to talk about it too much as a probiotic anymore. And the reason is that it is explicitly a kind of um, it's a kind of sniper, right? It's not okay. actually meant to. We hope it sticks around in your skin, but it's not meant to kind of grow on your skin and produce happy molecules like probiotics do. What it's supposed to do is change the levels of bad bacteria in your system such that the bad bacteria is below a certain threshold and it doesn't cause inflammation. We call it more sort of a recalibration or, or a precise microbiome editing function. Okay. So... You know, if I was supposed, if I was forced to kind of uh, define our product within this structure, within this paradigm of prebiotics, pro -pro probiotics, or postbiotics, I would say it's a probiotic uh, because it is alive and it is, uh, you know, it functions like it's a microorganism. But I would say it's an entirely new class of product, and I'm not sure that we have a, a term for that right now. But uh, more, more accurate term. Well, yeah. you know, we talked about teens and the effects that acne has on teens, but it also affects young adults and even some adults mm -hmm. uh, to the point to where it affects not only their higher education, but it affects, uh, you know, where they can advance in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, the, the negative impact on uh, education and work for young adults. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, you know, young adults are, you know, going into the workplace. Um, they have their own money to spend, so they're independent. 
And <clears throat> they're finding that acne is uh, impacting their social and professional life. And just to put some numbers in front of us, right? Um, half of women in their 20s and a third of women in their 30s have acne now. Um, there's been a small but steady uptick over the last few decades. We don't entirely know why, but but it has been there. And the numbers for men are about the same, but slightly lower. Now, obviously, hormones play a role in this. Um, and hormones are kind of a, a supporting player here, just like diet, stress, genetics, all of these. We know that they're part of acne, but they're actually supporting players. They're not the main cause. So, for example, if you have a hormonal cycle, then that affects how much oil your body produces your, on your skin. This oil is food for the bacteria. And if you produce oil at certain times, then the bacteria overgrows and causes acne. Well, you could say that, yeah, let's dry out our skin and, and solve the problem that way. But the oil is actually very useful for your skin. It hydrates your skin, it prevents premature aging, fine lines, wrinkles, keeps your skin supple. And so when you're drying out your skin, you're actually preventing all of those good sort of attributes from uh, sort of affecting your skin. So why not go to the main cause so that whether you're on a hormonal cycle or whether you're producing extra oil, it doesn't matter. You've got your bacteria under control. It's the bacteria that's causing the problem. And if your microbiome is in balance, it doesn't matter how oily your skin is and you're fine. So with, with young adults, they're still going through a lot of this. You know, they're presenting themselves socially, um, professionally. Acne affects all of these aspects of their lives. Um, and they're trying to get a charge in charge of their health, right? They want skin health for life. They don't just want, oh, you know, I have a, I have a wedding to go to. Or I have this party or this event. I just need my skin clear for that. They want to nurture their skin and have a healthy relationship with their skin for life. Well, I understand that. It, it you know, it, it's not just limited to the face. Okay, uh, some people have acne in other places on their body. You know, we had talked, uh, you know, off mic, and you you had talked about that and, and how. Even sometimes the wearing of different clothing can, and stuff can be an irritant and, and cause acne on your teens, uh, young adults alike. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So the microbiome on your face is is very, I mean, so just zooming out, there are three kinds of skin microbiomes. There's the oily kind, which is your face, your upper chest and upper back. There's your wet microbiome, which is kind of your the more humid areas in your body, like your armpits, your groin region, etc. And then there's your dry microbiome, which is the rest of your body, arms and legs, torso, most of your kind of skin. Obviously, acne affects us on our face, on our chest, on our back. And all of that is the same cause, right? There's extra oil glands in those parts of our body. They're pumping out oil whether we're exercising more or whether we're stressed out or whether we have some trigger food in our diet, which could be chocolate or spicy food or oily food that makes our skin kind of produce more oil. In those regions, you get acne and it'll all be the same cause. And, you know, our technology, our product addresses all of those the same. So it doesn't matter if you have chest acne or back acne or hormonal acne or cystic acne, 
or you know mild to moderate. Um, it's all kind of the same underlying cause, um, and we're going after the prime cause of it every single time. Well, I appreciate that information, Doc, and I think my parents do too. Uh, moms and dads, I hope that y'all are listening because Dr. Barba has a solution. Uh, he's not just talking about the problem and not providing a solution. He actually has come into this with the solution and he actually cares that people have more healthier uh, skin and, and you listen to him give facts and statistics around it. So he, it's not like he's just out there just trying to sell something. He knows that there is a problem out there. There's a problem with self-esteem. There's a problem with how people see themselves. It, it's gotten to the point, Doc, that a lot of people, it, it's gone past simple self-esteem problems and 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 being frustrated, some people are actually getting depressed over this, whether they're teens or young adults. Am I right on this? Absolutely. Like I said, you know, sixty three percent higher mental health issues with on, in people with acne versus people without. And what's ironic is there are some very harsh treatments for acne. Um, they do work for most people, but they're very harsh, like retinoids. Um, where they actually cause more depression. They cause more depression. They cause incredibly dry skin, very painful process. Um, and people still will, you know, uh, undergo multiple rounds of this dangerous treatment because they're desperate to get rid of their acne. And who can blame them? Right. And it just keeps coming back and it, it stops and it comes back. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like an endless cycle. So it's understandable how people become distressed over this. Well, moms and dads, you know, I always want to bring on a guest that can help you become the best version of yourself and help you to fearlessly parent your child, your teen. And Dr. Varma has given us information on how we could do exactly that. I want to challenge you and I'm going to have him tell me here in a moment where you can find him. He has a lot of good information on his page that backs up what he talked to us about here today. So I want to challenge you again to go to his website, check him out. And if you like what you see there, then uh, contact him and he'll be more than happy to help you out, to help your child out. Or maybe you have a young adult that's now in college and, and you can reach out to them and say, hey, here is a possible solution to what you're going through. Dr. Barber, tell my audience where they can find you. Yeah, we're at phylobiotics.com um, and our brand is called Phyla, which is P-H-Y-L-A. Uh, so at phylobiotics.com, you'll see um, our science, our, our clinical trial, uh, where we you know, prove how efficacious this new approach is um, and a lot more information about uh, you know, what causes acne, um, what are the products that are currently being used and, and how our technology is different. So check it out. Well, again, Bob's and dads, that will be in our podcast description. And for every episode, you need to check out that podcast description because you're going to find a lot of fabulous links. You're going to find uh, free parental resources that are going to help you fiercely parent your child. 
And you're also going to find a link to where you can subscribe to this podcast, okay? I know a lot of you are downloading and listening, and we love you. But I love you more if you subscribe to this podcast because that helps us out. It actually helps us reach more parents so that we can assist them because that's what we're here for, to help all parents be able to fearlessly parent their child and become the best version of themselves and help their child or team become the best version of themselves. Dr. Varma, thank you, thank you, thank you. You've been uh, very clear, concise, and you have put things in terms that all of us can understand. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks, and I really appreciate you having me, and uh, I hope your listeners found some value in this. I know that they will, Doc. I know that I have. Well, moms and dads, that does it for us. We reached the end of this episode, but I want to challenge you to continue listening in as we're going to continue providing you with guest hosts, as well as sometimes me doing a specific podcast to help you become the best parent that you can be. So until next time, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was once said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless. <laughs>